Hey there, are you a spiritual seeker looking for the perfect way to blend your physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health and well-being practices? Maybe you already have an interest in yoga or astrology or want to learn more about yoga's sister science, Jyotish, or Vedic astrology? Well then, I'm super glad you're here, and I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the sidereal zodiac, so some of the signs might be different from what you're used to. To get a free copy of your sidereal birth chart, please visit my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart. Now let's get started. Glad you're here. Hello and welcome to your full moon yogi scope yoga practices for this full moon coming up on October 9th, 2022. So this full moon is happening on Sunday, that's October 9th, and it's happening in sidereal Pisces. I'm going to talk more about the nakshatra that it's happening in today. So if you don't know, Vedic astrology uses a concept called nakshatras, um, lunar mansions. They have a little bit more impact on the moon than some other planets and they are just more specific than signs because there's 27 of them the sky is divided up into 27 nakshatras but 12 signs and so if you remember back to like math class when you make the denominator of the fraction bigger the outcome becomes smaller so if that just like fried your brain like it fried my brain to even say it thinking back to math class And y'all, I like was in engineering school. If you don't know that about me, I took up to like past Calc 3 in college. And so anyway, that's a side note. Um, When you divide the pie up into more slices, the slices get smaller, right? Does that make sense? So same idea with nakshatras. Signs are a way to divide the sky up um, and understand what energy might be flavoring what's happening with the planet. And so with this one in particular, it's the moon we're talking about. So I hope I didn't lose you there talking about how we understand these things astrologically, where these archetypes come from, how we can understand how to work with the astrological energies. So if you're new around here, I try to explain very much in detail where this information is coming from so that you know how to apply it to your own life. Uh, and then as always, though, I'll, I'll give you the interpretation. I'm not just going to make you do it yourself, but if you are curious to learn more about how astrology works. You just follow along and you'll learn it. Um, And then at the end, we'll get to yoga practices. And I actually only have one journal prompt. I usually have two or three journal prompts, but one journal prompt today to work with this full moon Um, and a few yoga practices. And as you may also know, as I'm in training to become a yoga therapist, the yoga practices I'm going to give you are not just asana, not just postures. I'm not just going to be like, do these postures for the full moon. Um, it's going to be on and off your mat practices to work with the energy of anything. So here we are trying to keep this episode short because I did already put out an episode this week. That's the October outlook. So I recommend tuning into that if you haven't already. Um, but so this full moon's happening on Sunday. So I just wanted to go ahead and get this out, keep it short so that you can have an idea of maybe like a little full moon ritual, you know, to incorporate into your yoga practice. Perhaps. So a couple other notable things happening this week. Tomorrow, October 8th, Pluto is going direct in Capricorn. And so I asked a question in the Yoga Plus Astrology Facebook group that I would love to see all of you listeners in. 
Um, if folks were feeling like your schedules were really disrupted a lot lately, like if your routine has been disrupted so much um, to the point where maybe it even feels non-existent and the overwhelming response I got was that, yes, that did, does feel like it's happening for you all. It feels like it's happening for me too. And so I suspect that will get a little bit better after Pluto goes direct in Capricorn tomorrow because Pluto is... Um, disruptions, upheaval. It brings things like that. Capricorn represents um, structures, among other things. You know, there's like this notion that Capricorn folks are really uh, routine oriented, really kind of uh, perhaps even nitpicky. Sometimes I think they get that rap. But anyway, Capricorn's also ruled by Saturn, where Saturn is also retrograding there right now. And so I think those retrogrades we're bringing a little more um, change, if you will, to routines and structures in our lives on a collective level and an individual level. And so I think Pluto going direct should help. And then it might not totally clear everything up because Saturn will still be retrograde there until the end of the month. But then that should get better once Saturn goes direct too, because I know that that time has been pretty heavy for some folks, especially you Capricorn moons, Cancer risings, um, yeah, that that uh, Saturn retrograde in Capricorn might be tough for you all. And also for Libra and Aries. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, then we have the full moon on the very next day, on Sunday. And then next week, we have, next Saturday, Mars will move into Gemini. And so I touched on that in the um, monthly Outlook episode. But also, I just want you to be aware that next week... I will do a full episode on Mars and Gemini and Taurus and the retrograde. All things Mars will be for next week. So if you have questions about that, now's the time to be getting them to me. However you know how, either in the Facebook group is a great place. Um, Honestly, I'm not on Instagram that much. I have an Instagram. I mostly have the notifications turned off. You'd be lucky to get hold of me that way. Um, Or email rosemary at yogiscopes.com. And so now let's get into the full moon. Like I mentioned a minute ago, it is happening in sidereal Pisces um, in the nakshatra of Ravity. So we're going to talk more about what Ravity means than Pisces. But just also, just so you know, Jupiter is retrograding in Pisces. It does not go direct until next month. So this full moon will be happening with a retrograding Jupiter. And it's being aspected by the sun, as you may know, New or yeah, full moons always happen when the moon is completely opposite the sun from our perspective. So if you didn't know, everything astrological comes from our perspective on Earth. Where the planet, when we say the planet's in a sign or an nakshatra, we don't mean it's physically there. We mean it's appears to be overlaying that sign from our perspective on Earth. And I so I did an episode on that on my other podcast, The Science of Light. You can tune in if you want to nerd out about how astronomy and astrology overlap. It's also a pinned post on my Instagram page. You can find it there and stuff. Um, and in my link in bio on social media accounts. Anyway, uh, I like to nerd out about it, about the astronomy and the overlap between astronomy and astrology, but I can't be repeating all that stuff every single episode. Y'all would get so bored. Um, but so you can go there if you want to find it. But um, so the moon and the sun are completely opposite each other from our perspective, which then allows the sun to shine all its light on the moon. So there's no um, 
like shadow on the moon. That's what makes it full. And then also from an astrological perspective, the moment that I give you when I tell you this is when the full moon's happening is the moment that the the moon and sun reach the same degrees of the signs they're in. So that means from an astrological per- perspective, they're directly across from each other. Um, and so this time, interestingly, it's happening at 22 degrees and 22 minutes of the sign of Pisces for the moon and Virgo for the sun. Uh, That's where they'll be. And then also in Virgo with the sun are Venus and Mercury. And so that we're going to talk more about what that means. So this, this happens kind of a lot. Like I don't want to give you any kind of ideas like this is some rare special event. Like you might have heard me talking, especially on the most recent episode, the um, monthly outlook episode that the sun Mercury and Venus pretty much track each other. Uh, Like they all roughly move through a sign per month. So they're usually pretty close. They don't get much further than a sign or two apart from each other in the sky. But um, them being there together is totally impacting the nature of this full moon. So we're going to talk about it, what it means archetypally and how you can kind of apply it to your life and your yoga practice um, and your self-study practice, which is like the point, right? The point of studying astrology is so we can see how we're mirrored as above, so below, right? Into these um, astrological archetypes that mirror the human experience, right? So, uh, Ravity is the final nakshatra in the zodiac. Likewise, Pisces is the final sign. It starts over at Aries. So not only is this full moon happening in the final zodiac sign, it's happening in the final nakshatra. And I just think that's interesting to consider that it's also um, like the harvest moon. And so now I know technically, according to like farmer's almanacs and stuff, the harvest moon, I believe, is the full moon that's closest to the fall equinox, which is the one in September. So I think technically to use that term harvest moon, that was the last full moon, but it's okay. Y'all know I'm not that dogmatic around here. Um, So we're still in a time of harvest. That's why, you know, I live in the South. We're having all these like, you know, and, and this is not just a Southern thing. I know it's like also Midwestern, anywhere, small town, USA. Um, We're having all these like fairs, you know, like the state fair, agricultural fairs, happen at this time of year because traditionally, you know, this is harvest time of year and they go off and show off their great pumpkin and stuff and their cows and, and get prizes for who has the biggest one, who has the best harvest, right? Like that's very embedded in our culture, um, at least here where I live and, and in other places too. So it's um, at this time of year, we are experiencing harvest, So whether you're finished with harvest and and if you're not a farmer or whatever, like it might be a little bit harder to get in touch with that and to like realize that that's going on. Um, But just know that that's that's why there's like it's good to go apple picking in the fall. That's like a fun activity to do. Right. Um, Yeah. So we're in this harvest time. And so I think it the reason I think that's interesting that that parallels, and I mean, I don't think this is by mistake or anything, that parallels that we're having a full moon, which is a time for releasing archetypally, sort of like a time for harvesting archetypally. We're having this full moon in the final sign 
of the zodiac, final nakshatra of the zodiac here um, during harvest time. So it's just bringing up all these like endings, you know, it's the end of the year. There's just a bunch of ways that harvest and sort of ending and shedding and paring down archetype is really strong right now. Ayurveda also conceptualizes this as Vada season. So we're in like the winds of change. I've been talking about this a lot. The the winds of change are coming in now as we move into fall time here in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, All that stuff is just a bunch of different ways to point to the same idea that we're in a time of year where it's time to harvest. It's time to um, pare down and release things. It's not really time to start new stuff at this time of year. Um, And it's okay if you are. Don't worry about it. Like that's not don't get too dogmatic about it. Um, but it is a time to kind of lean into what you, what you have already gathered. You know what I mean? Like whether that's literally with plants and canning and whatever stuff, or if it's like, maybe you look more into what you have in your life that you want to reinforce rather than constantly going out and finding new things. Right. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about Ravity, the nakshatra, um, and how this archetype shows up a little bit more with that. So other than being the final nakshatra is the end tail end of the fish, you know, in Pisces tail end of the Zodiac, uh, tail end of the year, right? It's this Ravity. Um, so Ravity translates to the wealthy and it's ruled by Mercury. Um, so that I think draws a little bit more of that significance to Mercury being over in, um, in Virgo. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that, about what's going on with Virgo and stuff and Mercury and all that in a moment. But Ravity um, is, it's said to be a really lucky sign, nakshatra, for travel. So if you wanted to do some kind of like spiritual travel, this might be a good time to plan it. Also, so with Pisces being the 12th sign, that means it draws connections to the 12th house, which is sort of like spiritual journeys can be a little bit of like spiritual escapism. So that can be a bad thing, you know, spiritual escapism, but, um, uh, like meditation, I guess is a, is a way to escape your reality in a spiritual way. So that's super indicated right now, um, with this full moon. So it's a good time to meditate. That's getting into our yoga practices a little bit, good time to kind of revamp your meditation practice. It's also a good time, you know, I'll go ahead and go there because I said I wanted to keep this episode short, so let's do it. Um, it's a good time to uh, practice mudra and and do kind of like meditations with your hands. So that's something called nyasa, and that's spelled N-Y-A-S-A, kind of like the final portion of vinyasa, but it's a different word. Um, and so this is, nyasas are there's a bunch of different ways to do them. There are a bunch of different ones. Um, but they're the kind of things like if you've ever done, uh, Kirtan Kriya, which is a Kundalini thing, and you can just like Google it, or I I wouldn't recommend Googling it. In fact, um, so the, the song, the one that goes Satanama is on YouTube and you can just find it's 11 minutes long or so. But if you go to something like Insight Timer, I believe that's where I've seen a really good one where it's somebody's explaining, how to do the mudra part. So basically the idea is that there's some chanting involved, there's some moving of your hands involved, um, 
along with the chanting. And so that's not the only one. That's just a good example. It's called Kirtan Kriya. Um, so that's a good one to do. Um, but then there are some other ones. And so we'll do one in our moon day practice, which is free, by the way, if you want to come on Monday at 6 a.m. Or if you can't make it live, if 6 a.m. Eastern time doesn't work for you, if you sign up, you do get um, the replay automatically. So so we'll do one on moon day this week. Um, but so let's talk about why. Since I already went there, I wanted to mention Mercury and all that stuff quickly. So actually, the sun and Venus are in Hasta. So Hasta is a nakshatra in Virgo that is symbolized by a hand. And how I always remember that, if you want to start learning the nakshatras and remember this, is I don't know if you've ever seen the Hamsa, H-A-M-S-A. It just reminds me of Hamsa. And so it's that thing that um, actually comes from some Muslim cultures that has it's two hands on top of each other. So it looks like the the four fingers with a thumb sticking out each side. And it's got like an eye in the middle. That's a Hamsa. Um, so we see this showing up in a few different cultures. But Hasta is also, if you practice yoga, you will know. You've heard these poses like Hasta Padangusasana means hand to foot pose. Pada means foot. Uh, hasta means hand. So in Sanskrit, Hasta's hand is symbolized by a hand. So we can take that very literally that the sun and Venus are in a nakshatra symbolized by a hand. So it's a really good time to do things with your hands. Connect to your soul, the sun, uh, or your heart, Venus, through the hands. And so we will do one on Monday um, that is a heart connection one. Um, but there are a bunch of different ways you could do it. The, the Kirtan Kriya is a good one. You could like start with this full moon and do it for the next... 40 days is what you're supposed to do. Kirtan Kriya, you're supposed to do it for every day for 40 days. And that's cool. If you do that, recommend it. Um, maybe another time I'll do it with you, but not right now. Um, but anyway, so we'll do one on Monday um, to, to connect to that Hasta energy where the sun is. Um, but then also, I wanted to point out, even though Mercury is in a different nakshatra, it's in Uttara Falguni. Um, which Jupiter is retrograding in Uttara Bhadrapada, and I don't want to get too much in the weeds of that right now, but just know they're in Uttaras, and Ravity is ruled by Mercury. So the Mercury connection is there. So it's still a good time, like I mentioned um, in the monthly outlook, it's still a good time to think about your communication, especially in relationships, um, and maybe set intentions there, release ways of communicating that are not super serving you or just restructure how you're communicating in relationships and stuff, especially, you know, um, while Jupiter's retrograding, while Mercury's over there in Virgo, uh, it's a good time. It's a good time to be more fully expressed. Mercury is multicone in Virgo, meaning at its strongest. So communication is probably going to be all right. It's a good time to really show up the way you want to there. Um, so then to just kind of bring it all back home to recap, and I'll tell you the journal prompts and more explicit, more explicitly the yoga practices. I hope that all made sense. I hope that drew all the connections. Um, this full moon's happening in Pisces in Ravity. And so 
It's a good time for spirituality. It's, you know, so we're heading into fall time, into winter. So what happens after the harvest? If you're living in alignment with the seasons, instead of like go, go, go all year long, it's more like summertime's really busy. You're working extra hard in the summertime. Um, the days are longer. It's a good time to do that. Um, and then in the winter time, you've done your harvesting, whether you actually have a garden or crops or not, it's a time to, to harvest and kind of gather yourself, gather what you have and just spend the next few months living on like what you already have, what you're already doing kind of thing. Right. And then the springtime becomes a good time to implement new things, new stuff. Right. So we see that archetype showing through with this this full moon, the nakshatra that it's in, the sign that it's in, um, and we're heading into fall, the tail end of the year, vada season, all of that. Um, and then so with ravity, remember, it means the wealthy one. So it's this idea of harvest, again, is coming up like uh, a key word for ravity is riches and also that it does not covet what other people have. So if you have a bunch of riches yourself, you're not worried about like, actually, that's not true. Uh, so I find personally, you know, this is just, I'm just telling you what like the text say is that the idea is with ravity is maybe that ravities don't, don't covet what other people have. But what I've seen is that like the more riches, more money, more problems, like the more riches you have, the more you are worried about keeping up with the Joneses type stuff. But that's not what we're talking about. That's not the energy of ravity. So we'll get into that with the journal prompt, how you can kind of use that, how you can lean more into the riches that you already have in your life. That's the idea. But then also, Ravity is a really lucky with travel sign. Like travel is auspicious um, for Ravity. But so if you didn't already have like a trip planned uh, for Sunday, it's okay. Um, you could, like I said, lean into meditation. So that leads us well into the yoga practices. Just to recap, um, it's a good time for in terms of asana to do things like nyasas, which are working with the hands and wrists and connecting that to chanting. Um, and then so we'll do one on Monday. I hope you join us or catch the recording. And then um, it's also a good time. You could be doing like releasing work, like a parigraha, releasing, non-grasping, work with the hands. So wrist stretches, things like that are really indicated. We'll work some of that into our practice on Wednesday. And just also so you know that next week's practices on Monday, we have a free slash donation based uh, gentle movement and meditation. It happens at 6 a.m. Eastern time. And then Wednesday, we've bumped it down to 30 minutes because um, folks are liking that that rhythm of the 30 minute practice at 6 a.m. Um, so Wednesday at 6 a.m. Eastern time is um, that's for our members, but you can drop into it. Uh, to be more of a more energetic not just gentle movement and meditation it's more of a full oops dropped my pen more of a full um yoga class uh, with shavasana and everything not a guided meditation so that's on wednesdays and both of those next week will be dedicated to the full moon so if you want to try some of this stuff in real time you can try it there so i just want to say that in, in case it wasn't clear um but also these yoga practices. So we'll be working with the hands and the wrists in our practices on Monday and Wednesday with the guided meditation on Monday and the more asana-based practice on Wednesday. But then also crown chakra work is indicated. So that includes things like meditation, things like going on a spiritual journey, um, whatever crown chakra work might mean to you. I'm not going to get into it right now. Um, 
But yeah, and then also off your mat, maybe if you could offer a helping hand, that would be really indicated right now with this full moon. And so the idea is what can you let go of at this time of the year? It's a full moon. It's time to let go of things. And we're moving into the end of the year. Time to just let go and kind of settle down for, for winter. after. So that's what I was getting at earlier. After harvest time, what else do you have to do if you're not a farmer? You know, like, or I mean, if you are a farmer and you harvest, you're kind of like chilling. It's time to go on a spiritual journey and live on the stuff that you've kind of accumulated right throughout the year, intentionally accumulated so that you can live throughout the winter. But but the work tones down a little bit. And that's okay if you do that, if you want to live alignment with seasons to do that. So what the journal prompt I have for you is what can I let go of to appreciate the riches I already have in my life? And so do with that what you will, you know, free write on it. Um, maybe even do a little gratitude practice about what riches you already have in your life. So I hope to see y'all in one of our practices on Monday or Wednesday or both. And with that said, always remember to keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars and stay in the light until next time, friends. <laughs>